And welcome once again to another edition of A Plain Answer right here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf. Joining me in the studio today is the Reverend Mark Diedrich. Good to be here, Dan. And also, Jeremiah and Julie Diedrich. Thanks, Dan. It's good to have you all here again. Uh, This is a continuation this week of the story of life. You folks shared with us a little while back such an interesting story about the account of your trisomy 18 baby, and we barely had enough time to cover it, and there was so much more to the story that today we're dedicating another Plain Answer show to this fascinating account. Now, both of you work as uh, missionaries uh, in Brazil. Jeremiah, you're a, you're a missionary pilot, and yeah. Julie, you're a mechanic, and uh, God blessed you with the baby, and yet the baby was not a normal baby. And, and in our previous account, we, we learned that your baby uh, in your womb that you were carrying, Julie, was a trisomy 18 baby. And maybe you could just briefly describe what, what does a baby that's trisomy 18, what, what, what did your baby uh, have that was wrong with her in the womb? Well, um, trisomy 18 just means that there's a third copy of the 18th chromosome. And what that really means is every single cell in her body had wrong information and so she didn't form correctly okay. in the womb. She had a lot of um, physical deformities in her uh, arms and legs and hands and feet, and uh, most critically in her heart and her lungs. Mm. Um, but even if things had, if she had looked perfect, that that wrong information is still in her cells. So babies with this with this condition, um, they just don't they don't live. They're not it's, able it's, to live. It's really an impossibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they they determined the fact that she was a trisomy eighteen by. Um, some procedure you mentioned last time together. Yeah, amniocentesis. Yeah. I knew it, I couldn't pronounce that. <laughs> <laughs> it's where they take a sample of the amniotic fluid and okay. then can do a uh, chromosomal analysis mm-hmm. of the baby's cells that are floating in the amniotic fluid. Now, um, the emotional uh, roller coaster you folks were on was, was severe. Uh, at one point, it sounded like the lungs prior to knowing that she was a trisomy 18 baby, looked like the lungs were starting to form, and and maybe there was some hope. Um, Certainly, while you were still in the mission field, you contacted your dad, and he shared it with the church up here, and people were praying, and all around the world, really, people were were praying. Um, But you realized, to get the care that was needed for this little one, you needed to come to the States and find one of the best hospitals uh, to care for this little baby. And um, maybe we could start off from there now. Let's say it's it's close to the time of delivery, and she came, what, six six weeks early? Yeah, she came six weeks early, and uh, we, we were hoping that she would go full term mm-hmm. uh, because that would give her the best, best chance of yes. surviving for a longer time. Her primary problem, like the, the most critical problem, was with her heart. Um, she had transposition of the greater arteries in her heart, meaning her pulmonary artery uh, was where her aorta should be, and her aorta was oh where her pulmonary artery should be. Um, but even more critical than that was that her pulmonary arteries were underdeveloped. Mm. And the, uh, the doctors at New York Presbyterian had said, if she is born early um, and uh, if these pulmonary arteries don't develop, sufficiently, uh, then she'll 
only live for you know between a few hours and a few days. There's mm-hmm. an artery that connects the pulmonary artery and the aorta called the ductus arteriosus, and that um, naturally closes shortly after birth. And they said when that happens, when that ductus arteriosus closes, mm-hmm. um, her pulmonary arteries will not be able to okay. sustain oxygen levels in her yeah. body. We've got a break coming up in just a couple minutes. Um, you found this hospital. It was relatively close to your parents' house where you were staying. And um, the day, the night, whatever, I don't know, that came where you realized um, this baby's coming. Um, before the break, could you bring us up to that point of what, what you were going through uh, yeah, at that time? Um, the day before she was born, uh, everything seemed like it was going normal. Um, mm-hmm. Julie was doing school with the kids. Um, I had gone out hunting with Dad, and we had been in the woods for a few hours when uh, Julie gave me a call on the cell phone and said, I think I might be going into labor. Wow. And, of course, I flew out of the woods, <laughs> jumped in the car, got back to the house, and, yeah. and we he, uh, loaded up in the car. We had our go backpack with all of you our ready. stuff ready to yes. go to the hospital just in case. And we had actually kind of been joking a little bit with the doctor. You know, she was saying, you don't want to show up at just any emergency room with this, uh, right. this scenario and spring this on any doctor. And she said, you sure don't want to spring it on a state trooper on the side of the highway. Oh, and yes. Because we had a two-hour drive to the hospital. Um, so that, that instance, you know, we went to the hospital, we got there and, um, our doctor was, was on shift and she checked Julie out and, and they said, you know, we don't think anything's going on. We'll, we'll watch Mm -hmm. things. And so we stayed there until uh, almost midnight that night and they finally, uh, discharged Julie and they said, we don't think anything's happening. Okay. Go home and rest and, and call us if anything else happens. So you went back home. Yeah. So we went back home. We were very tired because it was really late. You had to be. Um, coming back. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We got back at one in the morning or two or something like that. And, uh, so we went to bed just exhausted and I was woken up in the morning by a contraction. <laughs> and you knew now. And Well, I didn't know for sure because no. I thought, well, maybe it's because I got so many um, exams and stuff that, yeah. that that made that happen. So but you had some experience. I mean, well, you've got chil- two children yeah, already. But yeah, but it had been a while. It had been five years. And, oh, yes. and part of it was that she was, it was six weeks early, so I wasn't fully expecting this. No. And I definitely wasn't wanting it because I knew that the longer she stayed, um, inside me, the better chance she had of yeah. of living for a little while, at now, least. Now, that's an important, and we'll, we'll take a short break here, but you knew at this point that um, 99% sure that she could not live for very long, and yet your goal was to see her live as long as possible so you could um, see her, be with her, hold her. I think that's a beautiful thing, and, and, and pragmatism would suggest something else. Pragmatism would say, oh, she's going to die anyway. But that's not human. That's not Christian human to, to think that way, is it? No, she was a part of our family as soon as we knew about her. And um, our, our other kids, um, five and seven years old, um, they they were had a lot of bonding with her yes. even before she was born. And she's still a very important part of our family right. in, in all of our minds. So that's the thought we want to have. And we'll, we'll go to our break and we'll be right back to share some more information about this continuum of a story of life. Stay with us. When you lead me to the valley of vision 
We'll be right back with our program in just a minute. Now a reminder that your gifts to this ministry enable us to bring you thoughtful, Christ-centered programming 24 hours a day. Would you prayerfully consider helping us with a tax-deductible gift this month? Redeemer Broadcasting is a 501c3 not-for-profit broadcast ministry. We're entirely listener-supported and have no advertisements. If you would like to help support us this month, and perhaps in the future, our mailing address is Redeemer Broadcasting, Post Office Box 1520, Olive Bridge, New York, 12461. Once again, Redeemer Broadcasting, Post Office Box 1520, Olive Bridge, New York, 12461. Stay with us now for the second half of our program. Let me find your grace in the valley. Let me find your love in my death. Let me find your joy in my sorrow, your wealth in my need, that your need And welcome back. You're tuned to A Plain Answer right here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf. In the studio with me today, the Reverend Mark Diedrich and Jeremiah and Julie Diedrich. Today we're talking about their experience with uh, a trisomy 18 baby by the name of Anna. And uh, before we took our break, we were talking about how important it was for you as parents to have this little baby and share time with her as long as possible, even though you knew that um, she really couldn't survive as a trisomy 18 baby for very long. Yeah, it was uh, it was something where we were prepared to do uh, whatever was necessary to save her life. And mm-hmm. then when we realized, um, you know, that there was nothing that could be done to save her life, um, we said, well, we're not not going to go to the ends of the earth to maybe prolong her life just by a little bit. But right. we really wanted to do what we could to, you know, to, to see her go full term and to yeah. be born and to have a chance to hold her and spend time with her and have yeah. our other kids, Miriam and Nehemiah, hold very, their little sister and, and have some bonding with her. Yeah. You know, knowing that that we weren't going to have her for very long, but that she was such a precious gift of God to us. Now you had um, an indication that labor was coming. You went in, uh, the doctor sent you back home, and so now it's getting close, and it looks like this may be it. Help us understand what happened next. Well, this this time, Jeremiah didn't go hunting. <laughs> he stayed home. and uh, But right. I was still doing school with the kids, and, and really, I guess, in, maybe hoping that it wasn't really labor, maybe a little bit of being in denial about it because mm-hmm. um, eventually we, I did uh, call the doctor and say, you know, contractions are coming. They're not like super regular, but they're, they, they feel like the real thing. So you know, by the time you, 
you time them for an hour and talk with a doctor and all this stuff. It it was probably like four or five o'clock before he hopped in the car to head right. on our two hour drive back to the it's hospital. It's hard to know how to time these things. <laughs> it was it was about four thirty and it yeah. was um you know, four thirty on November twenty second. That means it's getting dark already. And it, it was, was getting dark and yes. it was the proverbial dark and stormy night. It oh, was it was uh, raining. It was nearly freezing. And oh dear, we were actually in uh, in my grandfather's car, my bapa's car. We were mm-hmm. borrowing, and we took off for the hospital. And I was driving as quick as I I felt I could safely drive right. in these kind of conditions. And the whole while, you know, we're timing these contractions, and and Julie's starting to not care about timing them, and I'm watching the clock though yeah i'm i'm carrying on kind of a running conversation to keep her distracted that, um, that was wise <laughs> <laughs> i needed the distraction but then whenever i would have a contraction i would tell him quiet yeah and yeah. then as soon as it'd be over i could tell him talk again <laughs> and so i'd start talking right. again and we we made it about halfway there we're an hour away and i'm thinking all right you know what this is contractions are getting closer together but this is going well and there's no traffic yeah. i think we're going to make oh, good, it good and uh, we're moving along pretty good and we uh, hit the uh, palisades parkway heading south and things started to get pretty serious when we were about oh, yeah. 20 minutes from the hospital uh-huh. and i said to julie i said you better grab the cell phone and call my mom real quick and uh, and my parents were going to bring miriam and nehemiah down to the hospital yes. and try and have them there uh, when anna was born so they could Good. have the chance to hold her and be with her and also um my mom was going to be calling uh julie's dad mm-hmm. in canada um and he was going to be driving down it was about an eight yeah. hour drive just just a little injection too karen jeremiah's mom is a an ob nurse yeah and she <laughs> i want to say so how convenient so she, but so she knows all these things it's the yeah. providence of god there too <laughs> yeah. yes. well, and she knew very much that when julie called and i didn't say sounded, sounded panicked and incoherent on the phone that she things realized. were really happening, and, <laughs> and she knew what to do, and she she set all the wheels in motion. Oh, yeah. And we were, um, you know, I thought, we're going to make it. We're just barely going to make it, but we're going to make it. We had left uh, just the crossing of the George Washington Bridge over the Hudson River. Yeah. And if you've ever been there, you know that it kind of makes a clover leaf off the Palisades Parkway onto the George Washington Bridge. And on the other side of the river you know several mm-hmm. blocks away is new york presbyterian hospital you can so even see it you know you can the american see it. flag flying were. off the yeah. top mm-hmm. as we uh pulled off onto the uh on ramp the cloverleaf onto the george washington bridge we hit a sea of red lights oh, tail no. lights oh, traffic no. was stopped. that would drive me nuts i think and i'd start to panic we panicked yeah. <laughs> oh, it was at terrible. that point cuz then then i was feeling the urgency of Oh. Like this is gonna happen, and, and she she said to me, "Call nine one one." And I said, "What's nine one one gonna do?" And she said, "Just call them." Well, and I wanted so them to get us there quickly. I yes. called nine one one, and I said, "You know, my wife is having a baby. We're on the on ramp to the George Washington Bridge, hmm. and she's gonna end up having this baby in the car." And they Whoa. said, "Let's let me put you right on with Port Authority," and they put me right on with the really? Port Authority. And by the time I hung up the phone, sirens had come on a police car. Really? On the access road, trying to get on, um, <laughs> but he was stuck in traffic too, and yeah. we were moving, you know, at about walking speed. Wow! Yeah, and it was it oh. was really happening. Yeah, at oh, this dear. point, I just felt so desperate, and and thought like, this is God is really going to do this to us. He's really going to let it happen this way. Wow. You know, it was it was so hard then because you know he had just been in 
been helping us through so much through everything yes. that we'd been through and yet it seemed like at this point he was letting the very worst thing happen and kind exactly. of abandoning us yes. and that's what it felt like at that point like this mm-hmm. is the worst possible thing that could happen and and we just yes. felt like like why did why did you let this happen and why why have yes. you abandoned us at this moment i mean it, it truly after god walking with us and giving us the grace for yeah. every step every new thing to to really truly for those few minutes feel mm-hmm. like he had left oh, dear. and i mean we were calling out to god you know god if you have ever been with us be with us now yeah and we we also had this idea you know because it was so premature and because in that last week before anna was born she had really almost stopped moving she was not not doing the kicking and the moving around um, that she had been doing you know we thought there's no way she could be alive and Uh, and it uh, was i mean it it was truly a terrible terrible feeling and it there's nothing you can do about it and julie's over there in the passenger seat you know delivering anna and i'm driving at a snail's pace and there's nothing and there's nobody else there to help you there's nothing yeah. to to do, and yeah. it was it was just a sea of oh, that's of stop traffic. And as we got out on the bridge, um, I mm-hmm. called nine one one again because I thought this police car that's behind us, he's never going to catch up to us. No. And so I called again, and I said, you know, I I just called about you know because my wife's having a baby on the bridge, and I got the same operator, and they said yeah yeah, and I said I think you better have a police car and ambulance meet us on the other side because I don't think the police car that you sent is going to catch up from behind. Yes. And they said, okay. And I hung up and then I thought, oh, I didn't tell them where we're going. We need to go to New York Presbyterian Hospital yes. uh, because that's where we've been going and that is is where we had kind of made the plans yeah. with yeah. the neonatologist, uh, with the specialist there, that Anna wouldn't be taken to the NICU, that she was going to stay with us and just just have you know basic care oxygen if she needed mm-hmm. it, um, so that we could spend time with her. And I called nine one one back, and I got a different operator. Oh no! And they <laughs> said, "Well, I need your address." And I said, "Oh no. no, no, no! I'm I'm in the car in the George Washington Bridge, and I just called, <laughs> and my wife's having a baby in the car, and they said we can't help you unless we give you your address." I tell you, this and, is the stuff movies oh, are made. Oh my out. goodness! And and I was getting nowhere, and I could even hear in the background the other nine one one operators my heart beating yelling right at now. this person, saying, "No, no, no! These are the people having the baby yes. in the car," and they wouldn't listen to anybody. And just oh. then, the police car pulled up. Good and. Uh, and so, thankfully, I was able to uh, hang up with the nine one one operator, and I rolled down the window. And I, I uh, the police, he rolled down his window and he yelled. He said, "Do you want to get in?" And I said, "No, clear a path. I'll follow you." Right. And he said, "All right, follow me." And he had his siren on, and nobody was going anywhere. Sea of red lights. Oh. And he got on his megaphone, and he said. Get out of the way. <laughs> and the Red Sea parted. I mean, I don't know where these cars go on the George Washington Bridge when it's bumper to bumper to get out of the way. But a path opened up and we started to move. Oh, praise the Lord and for that. And just at that moment, I looked over. Oh, Julie said, look. And I looked over to her and she was holding Anna in her arms. Oh, my. And she had her wrapped up in her shirt and oh, and I was able to reach over and touch Anna's head. Oh, 
tell her that I loved her and she was alive. She Against was alive. everything we thought, she Little was, alive was alive and breathing and and it was mm. just the three of us there. And That's Julie remarkable. said, you know, after, you know, just, just moments after feeling as if, if God had left us alone. Yes. That, that I looked over at Julie and she said, I feel so much peace right there now. There is a breakthrough. And Praise the Lord. It was true. We, there was so much peace. I mean, it. Mm-hmm. This truly was the peace of God that passes mm-hmm. all understanding. Because from that moment in the car when Anna was born, to the moment that she went to be with Jesus, mm-hmm. we did not cry. We did not worry. It was. It was really remarkable. I mean, it was a sense of of peace and joy and satisfaction so deep Praise the Lord. that I couldn't even remember what it felt like to be scared or to oh be my. sad. I mean, it was... And you're driving at this point. It, yeah. And, and this is, this is <laughs> mm-hmm. the amazing, loving Creator God that we have mm. coming and putting Himself you know, into a situation in a broken world. And, and I'm telling you, Anna's condition was a result of sin in the world. When when sin came into the world, God's good creation broke. It That's fell right. into decay. We get sick. We have problems. We have diseases. We have chromosomal conditions. That's right. We see it all around us. This is a dying world. Yes. And a broken world. And that is why our hope is not for this world. Mm-hmm. Our hope is, though, though all of us would like to live a long and peaceful and and happy life. That's not what the world no. is. This world is broken by sin, but our hope is in Christ. Amen. And our hope is not for here and now. Our hope mm. is for the promise that someday Jesus Christ is going to come back and he's going to make yes. everything new. Yes. Everything is going to be fixed. All of what is broken is going to be taken away and a new and unbreakable <laughs> is going to be put in place. Right. And And all of us, his children, you know, created... As as his eternal children are gonna gonna be made right, and all of Anna's conditions, all of the problems that she had, they're gone. All of the problems oh, and diseases yes. and stuff that affects us is gone. And you know what? We we hang on to that. We hung on to that then, and we got a little glimpse. I think God yes. in His grace gave us a little glimpse during her life of that eternal hope. Unfortunately, we're up against the clock again on this program. But um, to now uh, summarize, little Anna is born. You finally make it into the hospital. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, summary thoughts as we close out today. Well, we got to the hospital, um, and Miriam and Nehemiah arrived with uh, oh, good. my parents a short time later. They Very got good. to hold their little sister. About two hours later. And, yes. And... Uh, Julie's dad arrived from Canada. Oh, wonderful! Was able to hold his granddaughter, oh, and and oh, that was good news. We uh, we had our little Anna in our arms for eleven hours before she eleven went to be hours. With Jesus. And oh it my, is incredible how much you can miss one that you have held for such a short. That's time. right. That's right. Um, I'm so glad to hear that too. Through, you know what I mean? Oh, that this eleven hours of bonding and being with her and. Loving her as a covenant child. Yeah. yeah. She was God's child. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. She received the sign of the covenant, too. She yeah. received it. Good. That's important. Yep. Her grandpa 
baptized her wonderful into the body of christ and beautiful and she she truly was an amazing gift of god and seeing how god has used her short life Mm -hmm. and his goodness shown through her life to touch people Mm -hmm. has really been incredible and has again reinforced this idea of how much god must love us as his children to have given us such a precious gift I look forward to seeing little Anna in heaven someday myself. <laughs> yeah, it was a joyous time. It really yeah. was. Yes. Now, we're out of time. If someone wants to contact you, we'll give our email address again, yeah. because maybe there's a problem, pregnancy out there. Some young lady is is trying to work all this through, and God is a God of life, not death. And so they can email us at ministry at redeemerbroadcasting.org. We'll put you in touch with the Diedrichs, Jeremiah, and Julie, and um, they can answer any questions that you may have, dear listener, as you face your life and possibly even a problem pregnancy. I wish we could talk for five more hours, but we're out of time. Uh, Again, that address, ministry at RedeemerBroadcasting.org. Literally 15 seconds, summary thought, Jeremiah or Julie. Going through the hardest times of life. It's when we remember that we cling to Christ. When, when you see the, the, the work of sin in this world that is corrupt and, and causes us eventually to die, we cling to Christ, mm-hmm. the hope of Christ. Mm. And apart from him, there is no hope. Oh, praise God. I'm Dan Elmendorf. In the studio with me today has been Jeremiah and Julie Diedrich and Jeremiah's dad, the Reverend Mark Diedrich. And uh, this uh, entire episode is up on our website. Check it out at RedeemerBroadcasting.org. Please join us again next week at this same time for another edition of A Plain Answer.